misses. Brock isn't dead. It's just sleuthing. With your host, Willie Whitebread, and Mark Audio Slave Stewart. my friends into the show that never ends welcome back motherfuckers to another episode of rock isn't dead is just sleeping with yours truly willie Whitebread, mark the audio slave and our guest tonight yeah our very special tenacious vivacious full of life guest harry motherfucking smooth say hey. hi harry aka my father hello hello <laughs> hey, Harry. So today we don't have a we don't have a specific topic that we're going over. What we're gonna do is we have about fifty years of passionate rock and roll experience that we're gonna pull from and talk a little bit about the culture behind it, what was going on during those times, what the hot stuff was, getting albums, dropping albums, all sorts of fun shit. Right, Dad? Yes. <laughs> so let's start off with a little bit of your history because you were rocking it down back in around the what 60s and 70s correct yes <laughs> how was the how was the the tempo the rock tempo back then what was going on back then rocking man yeah well, what were you listening to pink floyd pink Robin floyd trower yeah pro call harem yes Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Yeah. 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 You know, Yes just came through here. Did they really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were uh, touring with uh, with uh, Styx, and uh, there was somebody else touring with them this year. With Styx? Styx yeah. still plays. Oh, yeah. They do. Well, you've seen Styx half mm -hmm. a dozen times, haven't you? Mm -hmm. How were they? They're great. They put on a good show. Yeah. Good harmonies. I mean, their, their guitars are second to none. They're so tight. Tommy Shaw is just, they're tight. Yeah. I like Sean Blades, too. Jack Blades from uh, uh, Night Ranger and Tommy Shaw put together some an album that was fantastic. They well, did Night, a bunch Night, of oldies. Night Ranger by by themselves are just a, Night a Ranger great, a great awesome. band. They were a great awesome. band. Awesome. Yeah, I totally agree with there. Yeah, what was that, that band that you showed me with with Blades and Sean? Sean Blade. Sean Blade. Shaw Blades. That was fantastic. Their their rendition of California Dreamin' was absolutely fucking awesome. They do a lot of awesome. remakes. California Dreamin', they redid, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, we were listening to it on the way here. Well, they, did they do Sunshine of Your Love? Was that one? No. That was Cream. No? Yeah, I know that was Cream originally. Oh, shit, I can't think of it. Well, Seals and Cross. There you go. Well, regardless, they did a lot of really cool renditions and tributes to other songs and stuff like that, and that was really badass. Oh, they did. Emer they do Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Lucky man. That's right. That's the one you started when mm -hmm. we were when we were working on the studio. That's what you were. That's what you were showing me mm -hmm. initially, and that's fucking cool. That's a lot of talent. Those so, two guys. So back then, back in the when albums were dropping in the '60s and '70s, how did you find out? Because like nowadays. And in my day, especially, Mark was a little bit of a transition period, but we, we have Google and we have notifications that pop up and apps of albums dropping and all these different things. How did you find out about al albums dropping when, you know, back then in your when days? When my ship hit shore and we got letters <laughs> from home. So it was all word of mouth. Yeah, we didn't have email. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have shit. I was out at sea from the 73 on and... Yeah, it was like whatever the billboard top was, and then the countdown began. Yeah. That was pretty much the radio was God back we then. We didn't have, you know, terrestrial radio that reached 3,000 miles across the ocean to Vietnam, you know. Right. <laughs> no, but most, just... most people in the, in the States did have access because of the radio. Mm -hmm. Radio was, was the main, you know, source for their, you know, their, their getting goes, you yeah. know. Definitely. Yeah, but were they, because I know back in those times they were kind of, um, they were kind of picky and choosy what they were because it's a lot back then they were a lot correct me if i'm wrong there was a lot of uh you know struggle going on but like anti-war movements and protesting and shit like that so i know a lot of the radio stations back then were also real because this was before way before stern and all that shit so it was still oh very God, yes. it was very Didn't hank me? williams jr kind of style radio you can't say ass you can't say titties you can't say bitch yeah, or none yeah, of that so yeah. how did like you couldn't say the seven words 
Right. And yeah. w- I mean, because were they really broadcasting? Until George Carlin came on the scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you still couldn't say it. He could say it live, but yeah. you couldn't <laughs> say it on the air. you never seen a man shitting at full speed. <laughs> but, like, we're, I, I know that Ozzy was a big, uh, a big controversial controversial subject back then in black sabbath so were they were they announcing on the radio that black sabbath you know black sabbath black sabbath bloody sabbath a new album out on friday sure were they really sure that's surprising because uh, they well, they went through a lot of scrutiny they had to get as much much out there on the radio as they possibly could and i guess it depended on which station you were listening to you know you would get the rock station you would have the pop station just like today you know i, I would assume that you know it was... i listened to the deep rock station there you go you I know, mean... there was diz which was pop rock you know it was the what was happening is what everybody else was listening to and then i listened to orj which was deep deep rock you know right your john mayalls and your pink floyd and your obscure uma guma albums and you your shit like that. So how did they... And they had the King Biscuit Flower Hour where they would play... King Biscuit Flower Hour. the King Biscuit Flower Hour every night at 11 o'clock and they'd play an album. That's cool as shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uninterrupted? Uninterrupted. That's cool. Now, how... I know, you know, you said you love Pink Floyd. I love Pink Floyd. Mark loves Pink oh, Floyd. Man, how did how did the... At least the, the culture in your area, because you grew up in Orlando area, Pine Hills area, Central Florida... Uh, how did how did the the rockers or anything like that like folks like that react to Piper at the Gates of Dawn because that was a very unique album at that time. None of my friends gave it two thoughts. They were mostly country and yeah, Leonard Skinner, and, you know, shit Almond like that. Brothers yeah. and fucking I was, Southern Rock. Dreams. I was a rare breed. Yeah, the shit I listened to. So you know, I mean, you had to have run it in, ran into a couple people that enjoyed that kind of shit, yeah, right? A few, because that was super unique for that time period. Because I'm thinking, like back in, like he's talking '70s for Almond Brothers and stuff like that. But like the '60s, you know, that they were still in England. You got to think that, like, you know, when they released that, it was pretty much just English people were the only ones listening to that, that album, right? You know, but at it first. floated over here. Well, yeah, eventually. I mean, I think Piper came out in '66 or '67, one of the two. But you know, no one really gave a shit about Pink Floyd's backlog until after Dark Side of the Moon hit the States. I That's would, right. I would think. Oh, that makes sense. You know, Was that kind of how it was? Like Piper at the Gates of Dawn and Uma and Saucer Full of well, Secrets? That me- was all metal, underground? Well, uh, Metal Echoes in particular, the song 22 Minutes of Echoes really set Pink Floyd rolling. Well, that was the entire side beat of the album, right? Right. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Seamus and Obscured by Clouds and different shit like that, but Basically, Pink Floyd hit it big with Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. Seamus was Alan Parsons produced part of the album. Yeah, because they were like a household name probably during Dark Side. After that, it was the biggest selling album ever. I mean, I think it still is. Yeah, it's one of them. Well, theirs, yeah. We we looked up a a little bit about it. No, it's one of them. Metal? No, Dark Side. Oh, Dark Side, yeah. I think is one of the biggest top selling albums ever. Well, they were were in the uh, the top 100 charts for album sales for. 714 consecutive weeks. <laughs> 714 consecutive I'll tell you weeks. What, you look it up yeah, right it's only now. a couple years, though. Three years. It's like 14 years. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> There's only 56 I'm sorry, I think weeks days. You're, holy God, Pink yeah. Floyd, you're fucking ridiculously good. Yeah. You look it up right now, I still think it's the top grossest yeah, there's, there's grossing still... album of all time. Oh, no, that's Michael Jackson's Thriller. Are you serious? Right? Yes, yeah, it's Michael right, Jackson's you're right, Thriller. You're right, you're right. You're right that's you're the right. biggest one of all time. Ever since I watched that HBO documentary, I am so against him. But that's Steve own. Well, I am not going to go into I it. I didn't like Michael Jackson at the time, but I do now. We used to call him a moped because, you know, mopeds are fun to ride, but you don't want your buddies to catch you riding it, you know? <laughs> yeah. That was kind of Michael Jackson. You listen to him, you know, by yourself, but you didn't want your buddies to see you tape in the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, has anybody seen the documentaries that HBO put out with the kids talking about uh-huh. him? Okay, so if you haven't watched, there is a, a two episodes. Each of them are two hours long, and they have the kids that supposedly had gotten taken advantage of by michael jackson and some of the, the most explicit talking about it's it's the most disgusting and vile things that 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 person had had ever done to a, a child right so well anybody that couldn't figure that out has got to be pretty fucked up exactly right. but i i, I, mean, I mean, he only you, liked it's, little it's, kids he had a little wonder park right there on his own property you know come on but they're, ta- they're talking about other stuff man they're talking about like Oh, he put. He told them to 
pose on the bed, you know, naked and well, sprawl I mean, yeah, out. Yeah, that so goes with it, you know? go lick their butt. Dude, it's, it's disgusting. What he did to those kids, supposedly, if you believe it or not, is, is foul. It's I foul. do believe it. And you should, because these, these kids were with it. him until the very end. Some of these kids that we're, we're talking about, the stuff that he did, were with him until he actually You ever passed. see Michael Jackson so. with a girlfriend? Yeah, Lisa Presley, and that was all fake. Everybody knew that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was the only time. That's wild. Anywho, be your own judge on Michael J. Let's just go ahead and, and, and delve deeper into uh, Harry's, uh, you know. The mind, the, the obscured mind of the smooth man. You don't want to delve deep into that. Oh, of course. <laughs> Let's unlock the secrets. <laughs> hey, so let me ask you, Harry, because you were, you were, you know, pretty music savvy back then. When did punk actually catch your eye? Never caught my eye. Never did, huh? Never did. Okay, all right. Well. I couldn't stand it. It was like rap was now. But do you remember when that 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 period was? Not really, no. because I, I, it just didn't mean shit to me. Hmm. No. No. So what was the the hardest? The sex Pistols, what, all that. What, what, we what, couldn't stand them. What was the hardest music of the sixties and seventies to you? Was it Sabbath? You think? Yeah. Like yeah. the hardest rock. Because they're, yeah. like, they're, they, you know, to me, that they're, you know, Ozzy's like the godfather. Oh, he's Sabbath, Uriah Heat, Deep Purple, you know, there's yeah. Blue Oyster Cult. There were several bands that we considered heavy, heavy. Yeah. yeah. Robin Trower rocked out. Oh, yeah. And he was pretty obscure because most of his stuff was instrumental. Not, you know, he, he sang a lot. Alan Parsons' project was fantastic. I would love Just to have instrumental, seen Instrumental, all instrumental. I think he did maybe did one live tour and that's it. Well, you saw him, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. How was that? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, yeah. I kind, it was a blur. I kind of remember. I don't remember many concerts. Yeah. I know I've been to probably 13 or 14 Pink Floyd concerts because every time oh, they come to man, Florida, I'd so follow jealous. them. I'm so jealous. All the way around Florida, I'd follow them. But we were so fucked up, man, back then. We were tripping or drinking or doing mushrooms or something. Socializing. <laughs> well, By that be. point, if you're following, you know you're socializing. We never after went some girl to a tale. concert straight, not ever. Well, the I only concert see. I ever went to straight was Uriah Heep, and that was when I was 15. I snuck out of the window, and we rode over there on to Lakeland on my Honda 350. Nice. Wow. Well, I couldn't see going and seeing Pink Floyd just sitting there with a bottle of water and go, wow, that's some great fucking music there. You didn't have a bottle of water. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Anybody who was going to Pink Floyd in those days knew why they were going, and they knew who they were going yeah. with, and they knew what was going to happen when they got yeah. there. So. We were tripping our balls exactly. off Pink Floyd. We I'm made sure. sure we had acid or some psilocybin yeah. or something. Well, that's what they were known for. You guys made Sid Barrett proud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Motherfucker fried his nugget on that shit. I put Sid Barrett to shame. <laughs> I made Sid Barrett look like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> <laughs> you bet. <laughs> that's funny as shit. Well, you were also... Uh, you were also a security guard for concert venues in Central Florida, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Eddie Graham Sports Complex. We worked for Max Wyman, and we did shows like Johnny Taylor and uh, the Pointer Sisters. You oh know, all black shows, which are a real... Old pink Cadillac, huh? <laughs> oh, it was... They, it, some of them got hairy. Some of them got hairy, because them black folks, they get wild. They want to get on that stage. Yeah, and we were all up there trying to keep them back, but we saw Hart. You know, we we worked security for Hart. That's um, great because you probably Peter saw Frampton. so many, so many more shows than you would have seen if you if you didn't take that job. Absolutely, and you were straight while you're working there, right? Oh yeah, yeah yeah, had to be. Yeah, yeah, had had security. I mean, yeah, 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 because there, was, you know, security back then was was tough. Because you're tough. right up against that stage. You're right yeah, up against that no, stage. There's, there's no, no barriers. Yeah, there's it's no just barrier. a bunch of us and bunch of them wow and we had to keep them back and it was it was a bitch it was just like the hell's angels and the rolling stones you know they'd hired the biggest meanest motherfuckers they could find to work security did they oh yeah oh yeah because wow. there wasn't that many of us not yeah. many of us willing to do that kind of work you know yeah. max wyman paid us pretty good for you know 18 19 20 years old or now i was older than that because i was out of the service so probably 24, 25. Yeah. So you did, you saw Hart and, oh, you, yeah. and you did their show. What happened? How was that show? That was a, the, the Hart show was special to me because I, uh, 
went out to breakfast with Ann Wilson. <clears throat> oh, my God. And uh, I was working backstage, and the show was over, and she's back there. Everybody's partying. She says, is there a good place to eat around here? And I said, yeah, there's a Denny's right around the corner. I don't know, you know. You want to take me? You got a car? Yeah, I'll take you. Yeah, I got a car. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. So we just went to breakfast at Denny's and talked for an hour and took her back. That must have been really cool. Exchanged phone numbers. She called me like once a year later and said, how you doing? That was the last of it. That was the end of it. Wow. How Killer. was she? Killer. She was like anybody else. Yeah. Kind of full of herself, but you know. That's I mean, to be expected. They were just making it big. Nah. They were just starting to belt it out, boy. And I think Magic Man had just come out. Do you remember what year that? You guys want to say that year? Probably. Oh, I have no idea. What late seventies, yeah. very early eighties. Whenever, like whenever Magic late Man 70s, come out, probably. late seventy six, maybe. You're right, right? Because right. they played Magic Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Nancy, she's a fucking crazy person on that six string mm-hmm. I, I love she plays a fantastic guitar she nancy really, wilkins Wilson. she is very talented oh, yeah. super oh, yeah. talented. both of them are very talented yeah there was not a more powerful female vocalist at the time oh i guarantee it other oh, yeah. than maybe grace slick but you know even grace slick couldn't match the power of ann wilson yeah well joplin probably held her own but ann's on a different wavelength whole different wavelength different uh, wavelength ann wilson's range was so much broader. All Janice did was bark, you know, yeah. blah, 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 you know. And Ann was, Wilson was three octaves higher, you know, four octaves lower. She could, I mean, she was, was more modern and yeah, yeah, I was more, more clean with it. Yeah, clean music. She was she wasn't out there doing heroin while she was doing a show. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Speed balls and everything else. Yeah. You almost went to Woodstock too, right? Almost made almost it. Almost made it out the window, and Daddy caught me by the seat of my pants. <laughs> I think I was fourteen, fourteen or fifteen. My buddies came to pick me up and come tapped on the window, and I was halfway out that window, and somebody jerked me back in. It was the old man grabbed me by my belt. You ain't going <laughs> nowhere. God damn! I guarantee you, though, because my mom went to Woodstock. If you lived in the Northeast, like she did. You'd have been gone before Dad even got a hold oh, of your shit, ass. Yeah. If I'd been in the Northeast, <laughs> you, you would have been I'd, there. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it was a big trip for us. Billy Griner and a guy named Monster. We were taking his '57 Chevy up there. <laughs> Monster. Yeah, nice. Monster. Keith. I can't remember his last name. Keith something other. But he's just a big, giant, dumb guy. <laughs> well, it sounds like. We're going to Woodstock. His hairline started like right under his eyes. His beard line <laughs> and went all the way down his neck onto his chest, you know, and back behind his ears and shit. He was, was just a goddamn a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Monster. Yeah, I don't think anybody's like uh, kind of pseudo named a uh, forensic scientist monster or anything, I, you know. Speaking of werewolves, Wolfman Jack clarified what what was he? Was he a DJ? Was, he was a DJ. He was a DJ. He okay. was a DJ. I but he so. was before my time. He was in the the late fifties, okay. early sixties. All right, all right, all right, yeah, all right yeah. Orlando. We got the Wolfman Jack coming at you right here on WDIZ Rock 100. We got uh, Buddy Holly coming at you right now. And, uh, you, know, uh, <laughs> you sound just like him. God. That's great. That's fucking funny. Hells yeah. So how was uh, how was the high school scene in, in comparison with, with music? Was music big in the high school scene or what? When we weren't smoking cigarettes in the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, yeah, music was big back then, but we didn't have any way to listen to it. What except... did you guys compare? Between records and, and when the A-Tracks hit, what, what was the... Was A-Tracks the preferred method? Because you, In the you, car. Because you could do it in your... But when you were at your house and you were just listening... Album. It was the album. Albums. Okay. All right. That's, Albums. That's, that's a good... I had a friend named Pat Tessier... And uh, he had the first quadraphonic system that I had ever heard. It had four speakers. He, there was only like six quadraphonic albums out. At, one of them was Steely Dan. One of them was Black uh, uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Was one it? of them was Blue Oyster Cult. And there was a couple of more that were. There was only like six or seven four cha- discrete four channel albums out. And the discrete four channel turntable had two needles on it. And it played oh, really? two tracks at one time, the front track and the back track. 
and it sounded like nothing I'd ever heard of in my life. And when I went in the Navy, it's the first thing I did was search for a, when we were in the Philippines, I bought a Sansui QRX 5500 400 watts RMS per channel, discrete four channel system with four Bose 901s. Which I have the which Sansui. Which Will has now. I have right. the Sansui 5500, the 9001, and two You're gonna of the Bose. You've got to get my one. And I'll get the, the Sansui 8000. And they sound fantastic because I have your original, I think it's a 72 Sansui turntable. Mm -hmm. I just had it completely mm -hmm. refurbished. And I don't. I'm telling you what. There's nothing that sounds like those old fucking analog systems. Those quad systems. They're the really tubes. Not. Oh yeah, they're just they're total, total analog. You know, it's absolutely. Well, these weren't tubes. These are first solid state Sansui that came oh, out. Oh yeah, really? These aren't tubes. No, they're all solid state. Wow. The guy that I had rebuild that 5500 sent me. I, I had to ship it. His name was Quad Bob, the only guy in the United States that rebuilds Sansui's. And there's that phone. I was looking for that. <laughs> And uh, I sent I sent this old quad that I bought off the, uh, eBay this this uh, Sansui QRX, and because I sold my other one that I bought in the Philippines and for, needed the money because I was young punk when I got out of the Navy didn't have no money and I bought another one off eBay and sent it off had it fixed cost like sixteen hundred dollars back then to have it fixed he sent me back with a, a pound ziploc baggie full of circuits and capacitors and resistors that he had changed out wow and it well you've seen it now he replaced the wood and everything yeah. it's, it's just a beautiful system it's now. incredibly difficult to find a vintage audio technician mm -hmm. it, it's incredibly difficult and to me i mean a, a, a vintage anything i just spent you know, months trying to find a vintage motorcycle technician. Like, nobody works on these kind of things anymore. Well, I know a guy. If you ever need something vintage audio, I know a guy who's right around the corner from me. Oh, well, good. There you go. We'll talk offline and get that hooked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. He's in the 60s, and he's a good good guy. He does the amplifiers. nice to get that 9,000 rebuilt. Yeah, absolutely. He does all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So what uh, What was the best show you ever went to? Pink Floyd. Well, which tour? Animals. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Wow. That was the first year that they used the pig, right? Mm -hmm. Going out of the stadium. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. It was wonderful. How long did they play? They played in quadraphonic, too. They had speakers in all four corners of the arena. We were just talking last week about how they denounced, when Dark Side came out, they denounced the entire Dark Side of the Moon because when they first released it, it wasn't in quadraphonic. Right. So they wanted to wait until that particular album came out in quadraphonic before they said, okay. Now you can listen to Dark Side of the Moon. This is what we, we want you to hear mm -hmm. and how we want you to hear it. So, um, yeah, Animals, uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. You know, with, 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 it was wonderful. Because all the competition, I wouldn't say competition, all the controversy between Roger Waters and Gilmore, they were still very passionate about one particular subject, and that was the quality of their music. Roger Waters is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's all there is to it. He's a little whiny fucking Axl Rose bitch. Hey, I can totally agree with that. I, Spot on. I agree Spot with on. that. There's somebody else in music. But right? without Roger Waters, The Wall and Dark Side, oh, a the lot of their music was, wouldn't even be yep. here. So. But I'm telling you what, you ever go see uh, uh, David Gilmore and his band, I'm telling you what, you close your eyes, you can't tell the difference. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. They, I, they sound... I have a David Gilmore DVD from 10, 15, 20 years ago. And it's you're right. You know, you, you, if you close your eyes, you know. To me, David it's, Gilmore it's spot on. is the most controlled guitarist that ever was or ever will be. Well, he's one of the reasons I started playing. He's guitar. not the fastest. He's no. not the quickest. No, but he is the most controlled. With his blues and his bends, I mean, it's just like yep. another, unlike any other guitar player. His tremolo bar, mm -hmm. everything, his mm -hmm. his effects. He is just very controlled. Right. And he knows how to get that. He he knows how to make that guitar talk. Exactly. He He's to. got so much emotion going through yep. that Stratocaster. Yeah. It's yep. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And personally, I like David Gilmore singing more than I ever did Waters. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, Waters always sounds the same to me. Yeah. He he just always sounds. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, look at live at Pompeii. I mean, yeah. that is a, an unbelievable DVD. And I, I mean, we were in my when I was in the Navy. We went to Pompeii. We were in Naples, Italy, and we took a tour of Pompeii. Pink Floyd had just got wrapped up. They just finished. Ah. 
live at Pompeii, their equipment racks were still in the Colosseum. Oh my gosh. I got so pictures of them. If you, you were you there a them? week earlier, you yeah. could have witnessed it. Yep. Dang. Yep. That's wow. insane. Wow. That's it, the most insane story I've ever heard. Right there. That's it. Hands yeah. down. But anyway, a week earlier, he would have been there. It was crazy. It was crazy, man. Yeah. Because we kind of went away from the group, you know. We weren't supposed to be down there. Oh, and I know and, what that's me like. Me and a couple other of my buddy, my Navy buddies, we were just down there smoking dope and looking around. Said, "Oh my God, look at that! There, there's Pink Floyd's racks right there, right there." We got everybody got pictures of them, and we saw these people formed in lava that they haven't excavated yet and taken into the uh, antivarium they called it, where they enclosed them in glass and shit. Yeah. That we we got to the excavations where they were just uncovering some of these things. That's incredible, and it's funny too because I went I got stationed in Italy with the Navy, and I took a picture. I took the same picture of the same thing that he did, mm -hmm. like thirty years, forty years before then. Yeah, the same exact picture in the same exact spot. That's it was, pretty. That's pretty freaking rad. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. It's weird. It was pretty weird. I sent it to him. And it was I went to weird. Italy and I didn't go to Pompeii. Sorry. Well, you're fucking I crazy. wish I would have, honestly. Why didn't you? What were you doing? Pulling your fucking pug we and Naples three, eating pizza? We had three countries. It was Switzerland, Italy, and France. And mm. then for, for Italy, it was Venice. That was it. Hmm. We went to Venice and we left. Hmm. Straight up. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I wish I would have went to other... Places. I spent seven months in the Mediterranean. Wow. Seven months in the West Pacific, too. Wow. Well, so... When you got back from the service and and when the, when the 80s stuff started coming out, the one-hit wonders... Mm -hmm. The 80s, the 80s kind of glam movement, the punk rock MTV. stuff. MTV, all that kind of... They How had a shitload of mopeds. Yeah. Kaja Goo Goo. Yeah. Yep. Too Shy Shy. Yeah. I love that song, but I shy, wouldn't let my shy, buddies well. know it. Yeah. yeah. Aha. Uh -huh. Oh, yep. yeah. Dilo. I, I love that song by Aha. I can't even remember the name Nina of it. Nina with uh, the 99 Luft Balloons. That was the one. That yep, one. yep, yep, the yep. Buggles video killed. Bananarama, Venus by Bananarama. Oh, See, yeah. I like that kind of shit. I, and yeah. Prince was one of my favorite guitarists in the world. I think Prince He's is one of the most very accomplished good. guitarists Super that good. ever was. You're right. Mm -hmm. You're hundred percent right. Very talented young man, but you just didn't let your buddies know that. Because <laughs> yeah. he wears he heels. Was a, he was a big time <laughs> moped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We started talking about music back then, the late seventies. You didn't mention Prince, or you fag. <laughs> really? You're a fag. <laughs> I thought I thought Prince was. I always thought Prince was fucking awesome. Yeah, but in your generation, you it's know, different. Didn't matter. Yeah. Everybody yeah. liked whatever they liked, you know. So you, what were people listening? Like, what were people adopting those times when the one hit wonders came out? When people the 80s? were listening to, they didn't know at the time they were one hit wonders. They, they thought it was Skinner. The next, next they were listening to. Um, What's those other country rock bands? Uh, Marshall Tucker Band. Marshall Tucker Band, Almond Brothers. Yeah, mm -hmm. Almond Brothers. That, that was Spencer's all the big Blues shit Explosion. down south here, you know. I mean, up north they listened to uh, entirely different stuff. But so they, the progression they, wasn't there. Up north was Duran Duran. Yes, yes. You know, yeah. pretty much, you know, everything filtered. And through. I always liked Duran Duran, but again. And Madonna was getting big up there. Yeah. You know, before well, I liked some of Madonna stuff, too. Yeah. Everybody did that back then. Madonna Lopez. was hot. Yeah. Couldn't let your buddies know. So you were definitely progressive with the rock history. What about the glam rock stuff? How did people take I that? I loved it. Yeah? Poison, fucking Motley Crue. Oh my God, yeah. man. Cinderella. Fucking rat. Fucking rat. Fuck. Yeah, man. Ozzy was in there mixed in? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Twisted Sister. Well, I don't know about Ozzy and glam rock, but. Well, he, he, <laughs> hey, he was dressing up at the time, though. You know, he was. He might have teased his hair once or twice. He was on, that's about as he glam was on tour, as he for God's sakes, with Molly Crew. He was biting fucking bats' heads off. And... He was just trying to stay, you know, <laughs> yeah. current. Yeah. You know, he was yeah. He's definitely. Ozzy would have taken a shit on stage if you dared him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I remember listening to those uh, those interviews with Tommy Lee saying he would never fucking go on tour with Ozzy ever again because he went in there. They, nobody could find Ozzy. Right. And they went in there, and he was tripping fucking so hard that he had shit yeah. everywhere, and he was painting the walls. Yeah, hotel room walls. With mm -hmm. his own shit. Mm -hmm. That's and Tommy Ozzie. said, man, you're on your own, Oz. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and this road, is dude. Tommy Lee saying that. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's hardcore. <laughs> yeah, Tommy Lee's a pretty fucking limp biscuit himself mm, mm. you know good lord what a cock though 
<laughs> oh, hey. I was one of the first ones that got that tape of him and Pamela Anderson, buddy. I... What a hepatitis C loaded cock he was. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> and she took every bit of it. Her and Heather Locklear. Yep. yep. I'm sure like 10 or ten or 12 girls around there. Oh, Heather Locklear was uh, also with uh, Bon Jovi's lead guitar. Oh, yeah, Richie yeah. Sambora. Richie, Richie. Sambora, That's yeah. Right. Really? No, oh, you didn't know that. Yeah. They married. Yeah. Really? That was yeah. after that was after Tommy Lee. Married. Really? Yeah. In yeah. fact, I liked Bon Jovi back then too. Bon Jovi, that's from my home state, Jersey. Oh, and my God, how could I forget Rush? Oh, oh fuck. Yeah. Getty Lee, Neil oh, Peart. Oh my God. Unbelievable. Neil Peart on drums. Neil Peart. Did you ever see them? Yeah, I seen Rush a couple of times. How was their how was their show? Their show was so technical. Did they have a lot of lights and lasers? Yeah, like yeah, but not as much as you might expect. They concentrated more on their music than they did effects. Oh, okay. And for good reason, because number one, they had the number one drummer in the world. Yeah. But Neil Peart. Yeah. And it's pronounced Peart, not Peart. That's, that's the Canadian. Peart. The Canadian pronunciation there. Yes, that's his correct pronunciation. E. Dolchado. E. Peart. But my God, that man! To this day, I I don't I can't think of a drummer that is faster or more powerful than Neil Peart. I know I know a couple that are probably faster, but not as technical. Not as technical and controlled. Yeah, not as technical, not as controlled, not as definitely not Def Leppard's. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not the one-winged bat. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah. that guy. That was pretty cool, though. I mean, that was he, cool. You know, the guy loses an arm in a bus accident. He comes back and relearns it. Dude, those back then too, motherfuckers were dropping out in public transportation. Yeah, they were getting fucked Leonard up, dude. Skinner yeah. Died yeah, Ronnie Van Sant. Crash. Yeah. Uh, Randy Rhodes. Yeah, Randy Rhodes. Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray got hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Ran- Randy Rhodes. Though, that that was. That was Jim insane. Croce. Yep. Yeah. Jim Croce. And I love Jim Croce. Yep. He sang about good time songs, yep. man. You don't mess with Jim. You, you don't, don't step on Superman's cape. cape. Yeah. You don't spit <laughs> into the wind. Yeah. You don't pull the mask off the own Lone Ranger, and you don't fuck around with Jim. Jim yeah. Croce would never get away with half the songs though he had in those days today. I'll tell you that, though. No, no way. Yeah, I'm not going to name any of those songs. But <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, you didn't fuck around with public transportation if you were a rock star back then. You were getting fucked up. Yeah. 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 But that's cool. I really wish I could have seen Rush. I really wish they still toured. I would love to see Getty. Well, what a that, unique voice. I have their last concert recorded on DVR. Do you? Their last show ever. So the same with Black Sabbath. Yeah. I have Black Sabbath's Farewell. Well, we saw Ozzy. Ozzy always says he's going to fucking Ozzy retire. couldn't even hardly move up there. He's so goddamn old. Yeah, he's He old. is beat up, man. Well, we saw him, what, two years ago? Yeah, he wasn't too bad. Well, he's got to be 70 years old now. Yeah, um, he stands and, there. He sings a song. And he has, I mean, he's like Keith Richards. He's uh, Frankenstein. Keith Richards is fucking pickled. Keith Richards. I, I just saw those guys a couple weeks ago. Look at him going strong. Yeah. Dude, you 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 would not believe the six pack that fucking Mick Jagger has still to this day. I'm telling it's you, it's ridiculous. The motherfucker's got some big ass lips. I saw him two weeks ago. <laughs> him and that fucking Steven, Steven Tyler, Tyler got some big ass <laughs> lips. And you put Steven Tyler next to one of the Cardassian girls, and it, it, he looks like one of their mothers. <laughs> yeah, put a fucking mop on top of his head, and that's, he, that's Steven I, I, Tyler. I'm telling you, he he, look, he he could be Steven Kardashian. He, he looks like one of those old ladies that's definitely gonna ask for a manager. Yeah, <laughs> in a restaurant, <laughs> yeah. he's definitely asking for a manager. This and chicken is not cooked all the way. Which is something you never do in a restaurant. No, yeah. he's definitely uh, <laughs> he, he definitely looks like one of those cool moms that's making 14 year olds pina coladas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? For real. Yeah. But see, that's that's just that's just fucking cool, man. I'm but glad you got cool. to experience Steven all Tyler, that. But he's cool. Steven Tyler, have you ever seen when he does those little street escapades? Like he'll walk up on a street, you know, performer, you know, if he hears Aerosmith cool. playing, and he'll just start start singing for him. You know, there's a lot of uh, performers that will walk up on street performers. Bill in Murray will walk up in your house. Um, Bill Murray's crazy. I mean, he's <laughs> yeah. he's legit crazy. Yeah. But yeah, it's cool how how these performers you know they're on the street and they'll just walk up and start you know start playing some songs and I'll sing along with it yeah. and have a crowd and it's crazy. I never did like Aerosmith. I do. I like Aerosmith. 
I just one little uh, Stones tip. I didn't like, Beatles I didn't like. Yeah, they're a little Couldn't vanilla. What's the what's the guitar player for Aerosmith? What's his name? Oh, Joe uh, Joe Perry. Joe, Joe Perry. Perry. He never learned how to play guitar. He was he's still to this day just playing. Joe from, Perry's from his head. an idiot. From his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So is Steven Tyler. I mean, they're just. Eh, he's just saying that because they're from up north in Boston. They're seventy years <laughs> old and they still dress like girls. You're come on, man. Hundred percent correct. I yeah. I they agree. both dress like little girls. Do you really need all those little faggy uh, bracelets and necklaces and earrings and these faggy loose flowery clothes? And I mean, yeah, come yeah. On, and all Steven. those scarves hanging from the microphone stand. You're seventy years old, Steve. I think he's making a statement. I think it's kind he's of He's cool. living on the age. <laughs> hey, he's got more money than God, so yeah, who so cares? Yeah, more power you know? to him. Yeah, if yeah. I had that much money, I'd fucking wear little fucking thongs and shit with my fat ass to it. <laughs> Those big fish lips he's got. Yeah. I'd walk into the nearest restaurant Dag and flap God. my dick on the counter and say, Howdy doody, I'm Steven Tyler. What's your name? <laughs> Give me a chicken biscuit. Pick, <laughs> pick the puss and let it run, bitch. <laughs> oh, God damn it. So something else I was kind of curious about. Where did you get your concert tickets back in the 60s and 70s? Uh, Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster was around then? Yeah. Ticketmaster was around, yeah. No shit. Or we got them from a... Record stores? Well, yeah. Infinite Mushroom, Ados Aardvark. Ados Aardvark? Ados Aardvark was the biggest uh, head shop in Orlando. That was on uh, Edgewater Drive. And the Infinite Mushroom was in the Colonial Plaza. And they carried all your stoned again posters with the guy, six pictures of the guy's face that was melting. And, you know, my whole room was filled with fluorescent lights and black lights. And and uh, we got our tickets there. And I believe Ticketmaster was, was around then. I don't know. I, I could know. be wrong, but I, I seem to remember. I, I remember Ticketmaster for as long as I can remember. So you had to go get them from an actual shop. Yeah. Yeah. You right. had, you had to, uh, to get them from. A, a head shop or yeah. a record store or something like that. Because Ticketmaster was obviously around when I was going to shows when I was younger. Yeah. And you had to go to the mall. Yeah. We had to, I had to get Dad to take me up to the mall to get an album. And then... If it was a know, big show, you had to get a bracelet and, yep. and get your place in line so they can check you out. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, yep. But that's just... That's fucking interesting. Yeah, yeah. And so the, the 80s transition went over pretty well to music fanatics, right? So-so. So so you had your hardcores like me that held back, you know, and I still like my Pink Floyd man. Fuck a bunch That's, of that. that. Fuck me. a bunch of that. <laughs> you know, there were so many one hit wonders came out in the eighties and well, 90s. that's because of MTV. That's because music, music in the eighties kind of started transitioning more to what kind of video can I produce than my music? Right. You know what I mean? They right. want they wanted a good video and they wanted as many videos on. And that was also the synth rock. That's when they started doing a lot of that synthesizing. Yeah, shit and yeah. it wasn't a whole lot of instrumental stuff foreigner and white snake yeah the, the studio a lot of bands well, god damn it, real pink, commercial like pink. reo speedwagon i mean you know everywhere you turned around there's all everybody has since pink floyd fucking you want to talk about fucking rush i mean they're they're synth gods for god's sake right you know but that's yeah. my god getty lee played synthesizer bass guitar do you see his pedal array uh-uh. I mean, it's like <laughs> it's it's like a closet full of shit, man. I mean, he just hit different <laughs> he's pedals. Tap, tap dancing the entire yeah, show. He's yeah, he's tap dancing, man. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. And Rush's guitarist, um, uh, I forget his name. His name escapes me. Uh, uh, Alex. Uh, yes. I remember from Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> Oh, and you remember? Yeah. yeah. I can't remember his last I can't name. Nobody ever remembers his last name. Rush's. No. Everybody just remembers Neil and Getty and Neil Peart. 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 Sounds like a little fart. Peart. Peart. Wart. So what about in the 80s? Like, what, what were you listening to? How was how was that adopted in the 80s, like your music style? Well, in the 80s, I mean, you just had pretty much all the genres were already laid out for you. You had your punk, you had your neo-punk, you had your synth, you had your pop, you had your hair bands. I mean, everything was kind of like the genres were kind of defining themselves. I would say in, into in the '80s, right? But um, it's not until the '90s hit 
is where the metal scene kind of got on top again, you know? Well, yeah, because the 80s, like, everybody was into the glam rock stuff, the one-hit wonder stuff, and the only thing to really survive the 80s was the thrash metal stuff, you know, like your your Iron Maiden and your yes. Megadeths yes. and your, your Metallica, Priest. your Judas Priest, right. all that kind of stuff. One thing about the 80s and the 90s was almost everything had already been done. Right, right. I mean, you know who had the first laser show ever? Uh, Live laser show? Blue Oyster Cult. Blue Oyster Cult, yep. that's right. Blue Oyster Cult. And Dude. just about everything had been done by the time the 90s hit. I mean, you know, everybody was one-hit wonders. Every single band that came out was one-hit wonders. Yeah. Except the Cars. The Cars. The Cars. They oh, the came Cars out. were so good. Yeah, they, they were. were so they good. sure were. And they had hit after hit after hit after yeah, hit. You may think, and... Uh, Candio Drive Yeah Yeah I mean Cars had like At least eight or nine Great songs Oh absolutely More than that It's like they, the Police some good shit The Police was Was another yeah. great Great band Yeah you know? They I, sure were I actually just bought tickets To go see the old Sting face I would use uh, Police was a great band As like a loose term You are out of your mind Back in the 80s They were the Fucking I thought band. they were great They were great the Synchronicity Hit it was like fucking thunder on the fucking... And their albums were always mixed so well, man. That oh, man. bass would thunder, you know, his his big stand-up bass and the cymbals. Yeah. Their their mix was perfect. It was it was definitely... They 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 deserved their, their plot. Accolades, on, on, yes. Yeah, exactly, for sure. On the rock is great. So I that's dropped list. my thing. You dropped your thing. Your Juno. Thing dropper. Juno? So the 90s. Dad, you didn't like the 90s. Well, I didn't say I didn't like them. I just, nothing really comes to mind. Nirvana, huh? No Nirvana? Meh. No Kurt Cobain? I couldn't understand what the fuck are you saying. Tell you what, I was big on Marilyn Manson. That's all I ever got out of it. <laughs> it's a little bit deeper than that. <laughs> well, I do know that you like Alice in Chains. Mm -hmm. You liked Alice in Chains. I do like Alice in Chains. I still like Alice in Chains. Yeah. I like Nine Inch Nails. Trent I love Nine Inch Nails. What about Marilyn Manson? I love Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson was so cool. I love them. Guys. I remember. Uh, I love Tool. As soon as Tool's first album came out, I fell in love with Tool. Yeah. I, I remember uh, Dad had a big CD cabinet in the house. And uh, I pulled out a Marilyn Manson album. It was that album where he had, like, uh, it was him wearing some fucking bonded shit. And he had, like, this big, like, dick holster thing with two tubes going out. And people crouched under with gimp masks. And the tube was going into their mouth and shit. And I yeah. thought that was the funniest fucking thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was hilarious. I was like, why are they doing that? Will was brought up with quite the diversified music. Well, yeah. I just remember seeing Manson for the first time in a small club in New Jersey, and I was tripping my face off, and there was nobody there. We get there, and there was just these hardcore Manson goth fans with vampire teeth surgically implanted in their fucking teeth, and there was Jesus. like six or seven people in the mosh pit, and I'm, I'm in there, and Manson's like, you know, uh, he could spit on me, and speaking of spit, he was spitting, and I would see trails going across the room <laughs> because I was tripping so fucking hard. But um, God, I remember those. Fast forward two years, three years later, I was down in Florida, and um, I was working uh, with this girl at the Boca Raton Resort and Club, and she was she was my uh, valet car dispatcher at the resort, and she was. Um, married to this guy who used to open up for Marilyn Manson. And so she used to tell me stories about her and Manson come, they would, the whole band Twiggy and all those guys would come over to her apartment and they would have 120 minutes playing the pre-recorded on the on MTV and they would watch with the band. They would watch the, you know, their first television appearances. That was back when they were called Marilyn Manson, and the spooky kids, because yeah. she knew, she knew Brian Warner, who was Marilyn Manson uh, back before he became Marilyn Manson, mm -hmm. and he was working just as a, a loser guy at a, a, a record store down in Boca called Coconuts. Right. So, I mean, it was kind of cool to, 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 you know. And also, my roommate at the time, it was, it's kind of crazy how it's just so intertwined, but my roommate at the time uh, was Twiggy Ramirez, the bass player for Marilyn Manson's cousin. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah, so, like, you know, I was kind of like, you know, so close to meeting those guys, but so far away, you know? Yeah. One of those things. But yeah, I actually, The brother of his cousin, of his niece, of his nephew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I actually had one of those stories work out for me, work out in my favor. Uh, when I was in uh, Jacksonville, 
Uh, I'm still in Jacksonville, but I was at a different job in Jacksonville. I worked with a good a good friend of mine. His wife was the niece of the bassist that died in the Deftones. And it was, so it was one of those situations, Chi Chang. I like the Deftones. Yeah. yeah. And she was the niece. And he was a good guy, too. And yeah. And I, he, I, I've seen him, you know, talk a bunch of times. Yeah. And so uh, there was a show that came up where, when Deftones, I forget what year that was. I think it was like 2015, like 14. Six or seven years ago? Maybe it was, well, yeah, maybe it was six or seven years ago. I don't, I don't quite remember. But anywho, so Incubus was touring with the Deftones and they were coming over to Tampa. And I was like, fuck, dude, we got to go. And she ended up pulling some strings and got us backstage passes and VIP meet and greet. So we got to watch the whole show from backstage. Uh, yeah. And I met the Deftones, hung out with them for a little while, met Brandon Boyd from Incubus. His, he was fucking Jack Sparrow as shit. He was fucking <laughs> far. He, was, he looked like Forrest Gump when he just got done running. He's like, yeah. I'm tired. I think I'm going to go home now. That's exactly what he looked like. And he fucking moved like a lava lamp. Yeah. Very Jack Sparrowy. So I actually had one of those uh, scenarios where it actually worked out. That's pretty awesome. My wife, Mary, my wife Mary, her uh, her hairdresser is uh, first cousins with the lead singer from Weezer. Oh, so that's cool. I can't wait till they, those guys come to town because you know he says he keeps claiming, "Oh, we're gonna get you guys to meet the Weezer." So you know, meet the Weezer. Meet the Weezer. <laughs> gonna meet them. Meet and greet. That's funny. So yeah. so what's on your nightstand as far as music now, Mister Smooth? Tool. Tool. Well, they got a new Puddle album. Mud. Yeah. Alice in Chains. Mm-hmm. Well, Alice in Chains. There's all st- kinds of shit, man. There's still. Well, I turned. I turned Dad onto the Mars Volta. Oh, good. Yeah. He loves that. Those guys are. Oh, sick. they're fucking insane. Bass Nectar. Yeah. Oh, I love Bass Nectar. Well, Tool's coming out with a new album. Their new one is August thirtieth. Drops eight thirty. Yeah. They've already Fear... played a couple of the songs at the Rockville. Yeah. Fear Inoculum. I think it is. I think that's the name of the album. You know, there's only seven songs, so we've already heard two, so there's only five fucking songs out of how many I was years? so fucking drunk, I don't even remember seeing Tool. Eh, well, you know, I watched the YouTube video a couple of days later. Was of the, it uh, you know, No, it really wasn't. I'm so, so... Don't even get me started on Maynard and his fucking... I'm gonna, Speaking I'm gonna, of a rock I'm gonna great. I'm in a great... I'm in a great costume. I have a great voice, but yet I'm gonna high next to the fucking bass drum and turn my back to the crowd for the fucking tired two hour set I'm fucking performing. Where I'm gonna paint myself all white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And wear diapers. I mean the yeah. chili the chili peppers back in the old days used to do the same thing, but they were at least a crowd pleaser. They were entertaining. Well that was always my problem because I've seen Tool twice now. I've seen them once in two thousand nine, I saw them once last year and I saw Perfect Circle in two thousand seven. Where did you see Tool? Did you see them here in Jacksonville? I, uh, what, the first time? Yeah. That was in Hawaii. I oh, saw okay. him at the... I saw him here in Jacksonville, and he, that motherfucker faced away from the crowd for half the show, and then he stripped down to his, 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 his bare chest, and by the end of the show, he was turned around, but it took him forever, man. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. He's, I, I'm sick, sick of talking about it on this show. I'm sick he's of talking a prima donna. He's he, a fucking he, douchebag. He is, and it fucking pissed me off. God damn, he's a genius. He's a genius. Yeah, at yeah. the same time. it's like And he's, he's a, a hard-working genius, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. God damn, that guy works. Yeah, well, he's got three bands. He owns a restaurant. He owns a jujitsu gym. He owns a yoga store. Yuga, but his main yoga thing is his studio. fucking vineyard. And he owns a wine vineyard in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a working, intelligent, genius motherfucker. But he's... He's sober, know. man. He doesn't drink. Or he drinks the wine, I guess. But yeah. he, I'm saying, he, you know, he's, he's, he's just who he is. He's man. like Ted Nugent was. I mean, Ted Nugent had his shit together. He never drank. He never smoked. I don't smoked. know if he's got he his ne- shit together. He's kind of a fucking loony tune. I, I, I think he's great. Well, he was like a big time, you know, woman, you know, mm-hmm. womanizer. <laughs> Which is, Wouldn't you, know, you be if you were a rock star? Exactly. He'd be fucking but everything he was like, that moved. But in the rock and roll world, he was like the Wilt Chamberlain of fucking rock stars. He yeah. put like on thousands of fucking women. I yeah. mean, who else brings a white buffalo out on stage, you know, and fucking the white rocker, they called him. Yeah, yeah. But he put on a show, man. He was one Hell or the yeah. other. I mean, jumping Cat up and scratch down, fever. jumping off fucking amplifiers. He was amazing. And to this day, I like his ideas. He's a super rightist. I love his Republican. Go get him. I just, I love the guy. When did he stop producing music? Like, when did he separate himself out of that world? Can you remember? Like, the decade? Probably when he got 50 years old and got new. He he figured, there's time to get off the stage. Late 80s. There's time. You know, and half these guys, like the Stones, 
they don't know when it's time to go on. Yeah. Aerosmith, it's time to move on. Do you know how much a Rolling Stone, when I was at the concert a couple weeks ago, how much a Rolling Stone t-shirt is going for? I don't care. 60, <laughs> 60 fucking dollars for a I fucking would, t-shirt. I wouldn't give you six dollars. I wouldn't a, give him six cents. A concert, t- was it a concert t-shirt? Yeah, it was, it was just a white stones with the lips on the front. And well, then did it have dates the dates? The, dates on the back. See, that's that's where they get you. Dollars. Because a lot of bands, what they'll do is it's you go up there and they want $40 for a t-shirt, but it doesn't have any fucking thing on it. It just says their name. You can get that on Amazon. You can go in the parking lot and get, a, get, get the concert t-shirt for 20 bucks. Right. You right. can have one made for nine ninety five from Zaggle. <laughs> Zazzle. <laughs> Zazzle. Zazzle. And that's what we're talking about right there. Yeah. But that's another thing, too, is because uh, concert tickets, we talk about this a lot. Concert tickets, the prices of these things have gradually gone up so insanely because because of streaming, digital Surcharges. streaming. It's insane because I remember back when I was going to concerts, like I saw Stone Temple Pilots and Snoop Dogg for $35 at Red Rocks Amphitheater in yeah. Colorado or Slipknot I saw for twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, and, and you were talking about so back the pink big Pink Floyd shows, they were what, twenty bucks? If that, if that. Fifteen, twenty dollars. Yeah, fifteen, you know, twenty bucks. Yeah. Now my wife and I, we have uh tickets to go see a band called Bush and Live uh next weekend. I mean mediocre seats, we're paying a hundred and fifty dollars. Fuck that. Shit. The same seats you guys are in next week, that's the same seats we paid for Sting, we're paying a hundred dollars a piece. Right. I don't even go to Walmart. I couldn't walk in a concert now to save my neck. Right. Well, I mean, it's just the average Joe. I couldn't even park my car. Right. I'd be going nuts. Right. Yeah. Well, just parking my car. Luckily, luckily, I'm out of here. Luckily, last weekend we had free parking for 311. Yeah, nice. we did. Oh yeah, we also we saw 311 and uh, Dirty Heads last weekend and their really new album. Show. What's their new album called? Voyager. Voyager. Their new album is absolutely fantastic, and I'm really weary about because they've been around for yeah, 29, I, 30 I, years. Because you know their past couple albums, I'm like, eh, yeah. But this latest album that they've come out with, Voyager, okay. has really risen them out of the ashes. I think. They're, oh, like, it's a great like, album. They're a great album. Yeah, and and usually Go listen to it, guys. Yeah, like I said. Usually when these uh, older bands, like I remember when I saw Red Hot Chili Peppers here, their new album kind of sucks. Like, uh, and they were hammering the new album down your throat. Like, right. I fucking hate Mr. When, Mustache. Yeah, I hate when bands do that. Like older bands, like play the shit that made you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Play I a mean, couple songs. Last, let's face it, Red Hot Chili Peppers, the last great album was Stadium Arcadium. Right. Yeah. And that's uh, yeah, shaky yeah. ground of a that's great 12, album. That's thirteen years ago. Now. Right. But. Uh, 311's new album was absolutely fantastic. Love it. Love yeah. it. It was really good energy. It was a new a new turn on them. I feel like it was a little bit heavier. Yeah, yeah. Than it a couple usually heavier is. songs. Yeah. And I yeah. thought it was really great. I liked it. So well, I think we're gonna wrap it up, guys. Uh, I don't know what we're gonna do our topic on next week, but we will broadcast that on the Facebook page. That's the Rock Isn't Dead. It's just sleeping Facebook page. And for you motherfuckers that'll give us two star ratings. Hey, you know what? Teach their own. Hey. Why bother? But you motherfuckers. You goddamn Australian bastards. Well, I appreciate the And action. no comment. Yeah. You yeah, can no. at least say you suck or you're great or why. Thank you. you. Star. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you anyways for rating it in general. And as always, guys, if you like the show, if you hate the show, if you have any suggestions to the show, please leave us a comment in the rating scale and if you have any ideas for the show or anybody that maybe want to be a phone-in guest please email me at willywhitebread69 at gmail.com i want to thank harry motherfucking smooth for coming and talking with us today and sharing us a little bit of experience thank you for having me you're the old school rocker that he is and all right guys we will see you next week later guys